Who's feeling hyped for this uh, Nebraska-Michigan State game on Saturday? One of the big four contests that Nebraska fans were looking forward to this year. I am. Me Brian's too. excited. Yeah. Me too. And Bruns. I'm moderately excited. That's 11 a.m. kickoff takes a little bit of the luster away, probably. It adds it for me. Love, wow. Love the yeah. 11 a.m. kicks. I know at this table, and I'm certainly one of them, the 11 a.m. kicks are better for us. But give me a little cold. A little, uh, little muted fan base, maybe a little bit. You'll be eating a big potato by 5.30 on Saturday. <laughs> Feeling That's the good. plan. As I, as I watch you attack your spud aggressively here, mm-hmm. uh, I already informed you that I was planning on a post-game spud this yep. week. I'm digging into this spud just like we're about to dig into this Nebraska-Michigan State game. Good segue. Let's it do it. a good segue. You didn't even use a segue voice. Oh, sorry. Well, no, okay. I mean Brian did. Oh, no. What's didn't. a segue voice? He claims that I have a different voice whenever I'm making yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Mike's, Mike's voice gets a little higher whenever he goes to segue. It's, it's like a vocal acknowledgement we're of gonna something d- coming We're going to dig into this spot like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure I agree with it, but apparently this is a thing that happens. Yes. But you know what's going to happen on Saturday? What, Mike? A football game. <laughs> and that's what we're here to break down. Nebraska plays Michigan State. Michigan State has struggled this year, despite some people picking them to – Win the Big Ten. They are uh, six and four at this point. Brian Lewerke, who I was told up and down repeatedly at Big Ten Media Days, was the best quarterback in the conference. Yeah, where did that come from? I don't know. I'm not really sure what people really liked about Brian Lewerke, but uh, he's not even maybe the best quarterback on his team. And so, and he's injured. Well, there's that. That uh, that doesn't help a whole lot. But Nebraska might be seeing two guys here. They might be seeing one. They don't really know. They're preparing, as one coach put it, pretty much the same way for both guys. They don't see a lot of difference between the two quarterbacks a whole lot. So uh, with Rocky Lombardi, who's, I think, visited Nebraska a couple times. He did, yeah. From Des Moines Valley would be my guess. There's only two schools that I remember from there. He uh, was a high school teammate at John Rodin, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. So he is, uh, he is the other potential quarterback in this game. Michigan State's offense, well-documented, kind of anemic this year. Nebraska's defense, well-documented. They make anemic offenses look better. But how much better is, is probably going to be the focal point of this game. Yeah, Eric Chenander said it this week, and I think he's probably right. I expect Michigan State to try to just ugly this game up, you know, and just grind away at Nebraska. Hope they can find some cracks in that front seven, play a little bit of keep away from Nebraska's offense, and then make it kind of a field position game where you play to the strength of their team, which is obviously a, a defense that is is very good as usual. So um, they, they're going to want to take the pretty away from Nebraska. Nebraska's been playing kind of stylish ball on offense and making it look fun, and they're going to want to make this kind of a game that you want to like look away from, I get the sense. Isn't the danger, though, if you're Michigan State, that if you you try to play keep away, I, I think where Nebraska is going to have a real advantage is I don't know how much Michigan State can go downfield in this game. And if, if Nebraska can sit in the box, I mean, they haven't been great against the run. They also haven't been horrible against it. And Michigan State isn't going to roll up the yardage that Ohio State did in Columbus either. So I'm I'm very curious, you know, how often Nebraska can get to third and five, third and six, and then if they can win those. Because if they can, all the pressure in the world then goes on Michigan State to try to keep up. 
and not have Connor Cook magically show up on third down and complete a <laughs> pass. Was that twenty thirteen? Yeah, I. You know, I think Michigan State might show a third guy too. They'll run a guy out of a wildcat, and I wouldn't be surprised looking at what they saw Nebraska against struggle with AJ Bush if they make that a big part of their plan too. That could be a a little addition they had this week you talking ladarius jefferson is that who I, I believe that's who it is the, the kid that the staff recruited yeah right one time UCF. one time ucf commitment big big moment for him yeah maybe he lots might, of familiar faces he might he, not even touch the ball for yeah all I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah brunts what are you what are you looking for out of this game well i think you know i think the offense for nebraska can they you know get movement up front i mean i, I think the one thing that can stop or at least limit Scott Frost's offense is if you have a good front four that can kind of win battles up front and, and muck it up. I think Michigan State's defense has the potential to do that. Um, you know, it, I, I think this game more than anything, though, is about Nebraska's defense and can they get off the field on third down, which they've struggled with for, for most of the year. We've kind of documented that uh, ad nauseum. But, um, you know, can they – get a couple turnovers, can they get off the field, can they get more possessions for Nebraska's offense? Because I, I I agree that Michigan State is going to try to really win time of possession in this game. And they've done that at times this year uh, against certain teams. But, um, you know, I, I think this is a game where Nebraska's front seven is really going to have to come to play. And that that's a group that hasn't seen a ton of rotation lately. I mean, it's pretty much been Nebraska's – same linebackers that have played the entire uh, season. Um, and, and I kind of wonder, you know, are they ready for a, a, another physical Big Ten type game? I, I just continue to think that where it's easiest to attack Nebraska is with the, the middle linebackers and the outside linebackers are a bit more north-south players. And so Michigan State, I just think if they try to just line up and play ball control straight up the field – they're going to run into issues because it actually plays into where Nebraska, I think, is better. Where Ohio State was successful is you can get Dobbins in space or you get guys going against Colin Miller. Or, you know, you take advantage of different spacing areas in the field. If you're bunching everything up and trying to play tight, I just I don't see that working particularly well for a Michigan State team that really isn't even that good up front to begin with. So you're asking for them to win a lot of these battles. And Nebraska's not a great run defense, but I think they could be sufficient in this regard. I mean, honestly, this is probably the worst offense that they've faced since Troy. Would that be fair? Going through, going through. You would say that I, – I would say that Michigan State is probably pretty comparable to Northwestern's offense. Is that fair? No, because Northwestern has the ability to move the ball through the air more than Michigan State does. Granted, Northwestern can't run. So you're it's just it's different because they can spread the field a little bit more than I think what I have seen from Michigan State. Though I mean Northwestern's offense is bad. So it's just, statistically, yes, I think you're I would I would put them if I was if I had four boxes in front of me and was putting there was a bad box of offenses that I was putting in that box, I would put Northwestern in that box. I would probably put Michigan State in that same box. They they're both in the bad box. No. That, that's probably not alone in that box. I do a lot of things in my life that way. No one wants What to would I put in this box? In Brunt's bad box. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, 
I mean, we'll have to get back to that. Yeah, we can, we can talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> well, the next one? Yes. The, yes. One, the, next the one. one next week that w- that's going to take place in the Iowa one, City? Yes. Because clearly the other one's already finished. It has Friday. already finished because it's Friday. It's not like we managed to screw this up. Every Tomorrow week. is Saturday. Anyways. As usual. Back to the game. Yes. Nebraska's offense is taking on a Michigan State team that is the best in the country with the stop rate. Nebraska has moved the ball very well, basically, since I would argue really the Wisconsin game. They didn't finish drives very well, but they were moving it well in that game, even Purdue. But especially since Northwestern, they've they've moved the ball well. Obviously, they put up 50 points against both Minnesota and Illinois. They put up 45 against Bethune-Cookman, another 30-some against Ohio State. Do you anticipate that this is going to be a real challenge for them? Or do you think Nebraska is moving in such a way offensively that it'll be more difficult, but they'll only be marginally slowed down? I think Scott Frost has set everybody up to know that this is going to be a difficult game. Like If you've listened closely to him this week, I've never, since he's been here, heard him talk up a defense, even Michigan week, like he's talked up Michigan State and just how they do things. I think he has a ton of respect just for their scheme and the way they stay in their run fits and they don't let the big plays beat them. And he pointed out you know, on Thursday's practice, he goes through film every week of explosive run plays the opponent gives up, and usually that tape has about 50 plays on it the Michigan State one has like 10 there's only been like 10 runs of 12 or more that's what he computed it as I don't know what if that's the right stat or not but it's something like that so this idea that Ozigbo and everybody's just going to go nuts um, I think he's kind of warning you this is going to be a grinder game where you have to have some patience do you think some of that stems from the two contests that he was involved in when Oregon played Michigan State Back when he Probably a little bit. Those were, I mean, those were hard fight games. They lost one in East Lansing, and then they they won the one in Eugene. But if I remember that game, they had like a a spree where they score like twenty one in like right. five minutes, but otherwise kind of beat their heads against the wall for some of it. Yeah, was Narduzzi still in Michigan yeah. State for those? I think he was. So it's a different. There's different right. people involved, but he says they actually do more stuff now than they did then they throw at you it's actually more of a complicated defense to get inside of yeah i just i wondered if some of that respect comes from because those were both close games if i recall um maybe the one at michigan state wasn't as close but i know the one in eugene was like a one score game for a while until Mm -hmm. they pulled away you can always tell when an offensive minded coach looks at an opposing coach and they're sort of like gives his kudos like yeah this is going to be a chess match and that's what i this week that's the sense i got from frost is this is going to be an intriguing chess match for all these offensive minds of nebraska going against the defensive minds of michigan state it's going to be a fun coaching game i think do you so what with that all that being said what are your expectations for somebody like adrian martinez playing in this game well i mean you you want to see how First off, can his O-line help him like it didn't against Michigan? And then I want to see if he can be patient because he's still a young player. We forget that all the time. And let's say this is a game like 
in the early second quarter where it's six to three or something. It's not this. You realize it's not going to be a shootout. Can Adrian Martinez stay within that game? Not try to force the issue on a bad play um, where you get overconfident almost and give Michigan State the short field because I think that's what the Spartans are kind of banking on in this game. You know, they get a couple turnovers like that and and they make Nebraska pay. Yeah, I mean that they're going to need the short field to score. I, I really feel that way with with the way their offense has played. Those two games, by the way, if you were wondering, 2014, Oregon, number three, Oregon, uh, beat number seven, Michigan State, 46-27. Mm-hmm. Um, the other game was a 27-20 loss, 31-28 loss in East Lansing. But that, I think that game in Eugene was close for a while, and then they pulled away late. 28 nothing run over the final 20 minutes yeah. of game time. Yeah, they had a – Because I, I want to say Michigan State was actually up quite a bit and then Oregon flipped it on him but a quarterback named Marcus Mariota in that game good player from what I understand yes the numbers for the week before we get into our predictions Michigan State one and a half point favorite out of Vegas at the moment and what I think is the lowest point total that Nebraska has seen since the Troy game the number is 49 I like that number. You like it in what way? I think it's like just right on. You really think that's going to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, my score is actually, I already had a score before you said that. And oh, it wow. Match, it matches Look at this. That he, want, he wants the ball, and he's going to tell you the score. <laughs> All right. Does that mean we're in oh, the we're in the time period? <laughs> does this mean Brian wants to go first with his I bold prediction? I want the ball, and we're going to score. And his, he's, in Hasselbeck fashion. He's taking it. And then he throws a pick, right? Yeah. To what? Pick six. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Mike McKenzie? Yeah, that was one of the one half of Villy or Millie Vanilli or whatever they were. I, yeah, I, 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 that was a moment where I was happy that something like that happened to a guy who was too cocky, but then it was the Packers. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'll say twenty-seven to twenty-two, Nebraska. There's part of me that wants to pick Nebraska by double digits, but I just don't feel it's respectful. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just don't like. I don't have enough confidence yet against this type of team to say, okay, yeah, they're gonna win. Like, I think it's a little borderline homerish almost. So, what's your bold prediction? Yeah, uh, Brian Reimers is going to score a touchdown in on Senior that is, Day. That is a bold prediction. And well, yeah. we didn't get into it, but we don't know what J.D. Spielman's status is for this yeah. game. That's been a mystery all week, and he hasn't practiced a lot and. He's a guy who can go out there without practicing and still produce. He's done it before, but that's something to be concerned about. All right. Go ahead. I guess I am up now. Yeah, what do you got? My bold prediction is that Nebraska forces a turnover from two different Michigan State quarterbacks on Saturday. Whoa. Doesn't matter which one's in. They're turning them each over. I actually think Nebraska wins the turnover battle, too, so there's a bonus prediction for you. Uh, they're doing a really good job getting the ball out on people, being ball aware, as Trainee always says. And uh, they've really kind of gotten good at the first guy meeting the ball carrier, getting his hand in there and just starting pulling, and then everybody else is showing up. And They've done a really nice job. I mean, it's really flipped from where they were at early in the year. So 
I like Nebraska to win the turnover battle, and the bold part of that is I like Nebraska to take one away from each of potential Michigan State quarterbacks. And the score prediction, which apparently, according to Brian, is going to be somewhat (laughs) homerish. Be respectful, Mike. Because I'm not being respectful of a bad Michigan State offense. Yeah, they're... They're still six and four, the solid team. But you can, you might be right. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I got Nebraska thirty-six, Whoa. Michigan State twenty-three. Boom. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's there. Boom. I All could right. see it. I'm not. That's what we're going with. Yeah. All right, I I've got. I think that somebody is going to follow in the footsteps of Lance Thorell in two thousand eleven. And I think we're going to see a turnover, see a Nebraska defense force a turnover on Michigan State's opening drive. <laughs> wow, that, that is fair. <laughs> Brunt is going for the bold title. He's already locked up the year. Is it going to be a guy from a small town? <laughs> I, I was looking the looking up and down the roster to see who that could potentially be, but I think it's going to be somebody in the secondary. Uh, Does Boodle get his first? I was going to. I was so. Secondary line. I'm going to say JoJo Doman come, gets a gets a some kind of turnover on that first drive. Wow! So we're going to know early if you're if you got it right. And my second one, I was actually going to follow kind of what you said. I, I think uh, I think we see a Cade Warner touchdown this week oh. uh, with JD Spielman's <laughs> health in question. So uh, first possession turnover, Cade Warner touchdown. You're the only one not giving two predictions now. Nebraska. <laughs> this is what happens when you go first. Nebraska twenty nine, Michigan State twenty five. Would you so, call Cade Warner a gym rat? He is a huge, <laughs> huge student of the game, and also one of the most prolific wide receivers in Arizona State high school history. So, he really is. Um, I think he's going to have a nice career at Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, he's he's their third receiver right now. I'd well, say. he's going to be their, their number two <laughs> next year. So it could be two Saturday. So lock it in. That first possession, all eyes. All right. Well, you heard it. Everybody's predicting a Nebraska win. Brian's predicting a very respectful game between two opponents. That <laughs> I just, I just hope everybody plays a other. clean game. And <laughs> the wuss bet line is over there. Schaefer is apparently the giant homer with the double-digit score prediction. I hope you're not going to be. Schaefer have the over. Brian has the under, I think. I have a He's got a push. Yeah. Oh, he's got the push, yeah. That's bold. <laughs> I'm saying it's a push. No questions asked. <laughs> There's the second part of those bold predictions, folks. It doesn't get any better than no this. No table pounding from you on Saturday. Ah, I'll Homer calm boy. down. I'll calm down. <laughs> uh, so we will be back with you on Thursday of next week where we will combine the podcast that is always recorded before the Hypecast and the Hypecast into one giant Thursday night spectacular podcast. It's the Turkey Coma edition of the Hypecast. Yeah, which is going to take place at a seedy Iowa City hotel. Yeah. <laughs> if you needed the location, now you know. Yeah, maybe we can sell tickets for it. Live studio. I have, I have like a couple guys sitting over there like on the bed. <laughs> That's not bold enough! <laughs> All right. Well, if you're interested in attending the live studio version of the Thursday night podcast next week, message one of us and we'll see what we can do.